Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Joe Coy. Look, I'm just taking this all in. Let me look around. I'm taking this all in. I'm so excited to be here. Um, this is a dream come true, not just for me, but for everybody in here. We all dreamt of this moment. And look at this. Look at this room. Look around. I mean, like, like look around. Look, Kevin Costner's here. Kevin Costner's here. Kevin Costner's never here. <laughs> Kevin's like in a mountain with a cow or something, but today he's here. <laughs> so Joe Coy, uh, the comedian who was hosting the Golden Globes last night, had gotten the call that he was going to be doing this job uh, like 10 days ago. And, you know, most everybody's got the year, basically, to prepare for this show. And he and a team of speechwriters, joke writers, that you got a week, basically. And hopefully that's enough for you. And it was it was a little uncomfortable right at the beginning because he was getting his footing a little bit but he he settled in pretty quickly and i actually thought he was fairly entertaining and she was right you do you win all the time that's why when the golden globes called me and asked me if i wanted to host i jumped to the chance and i said yes yes and then they asked me if i saw every movie and every tv show and then i said yes i lied <laughs> i only watched beef i love you ali I, you know what I mean? It's mandatory. I'm Asian. Nobody watches them all. <laughs> That's the lie everybody believes. The minute I signed the contract, I did. I locked myself in a room and I started to binge watch everything. I watched everything while my family was out there clanking champagne glasses and, and ringing in the new year. I, I was watching Oppenheimer. I loved Oppenheimer. I loved Oppenheimer. I just, I just got one complaint. Needed another hour. <laughs> I felt like it needed some more backstory. <laughs> My New Year's resolution for 2024 is to finish Oppenheimer in 2025. Like, <laughs> seriously, it's, I'm almost there. I love Oppenheimer, especially the first season. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I, I love that. Pardon, pardon me, that, you know, he would get into these jokes and he realized that, you know, he, some of the jokes are going to work and some are not going to work. But, I mean, the Oppenheimer joke worked really well. Um, but every once in a while, they didn't work so Oppenheimer. well. <laughs> Oppenheimer answered a lifelong question that's been on my mind for years. Yes, scientists do get laid. <laughs> wow, you know, there you go. Like and by the way, if you didn't watch, that's the part where if that's your, like, nah, I wouldn't watch anymore after that. Because there was... It was, you know, jokes for adults, right? Six thirteen on News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, dependable. That's just a little taste. If you, uh, if you like good stand up, it was okay. You know, that's that's to me. I'll tell you a secret. I I barely ever watch any of these shows. I always record them. I was assign them to myself. Like, you know, I'm supposed to pay attention to this, and then I don't know if somebody does something really interesting. What I'll do is I'll get up in the morning, 
typically. I'll get up in the morning and I'll just Google, you know, top five moments from the Grammys, top five moments from the CMAs, top five, whatever. And I will look at the list and be like, eh. Or, oh, you know, sometimes something interesting. Otherwise, I pretty much just watch the opening monologue because the opening monologue is entertaining to me. That's funny. I like good comedy. Uh, Speaking of which, we watched uh, over the weekend, we watched the, um, uh, the Matt Reif special. He's he's okay. He's fine. Uh, I don't know. People were there was a big thing when he came to town. You know, I remember people were clamoring over themselves to get tickets for that. Uh, this is the one that starts off with the the joke about the the greeter at the restaurant. You know, uh, if you know, you know, and if you don't, I'm not going to tell the joke. Um, oddly, that was the joke that was controversial, and it was the funniest joke in the whole thing. I'm just telling you, the way he did it, it was a funny joke. Well, Andrew, you shouldn't laugh about that. No, the point of jokes is to laugh about everything, right? That was the funniest joke in the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, I knew that joke already. So, you know, and then we also watched Dave Chappelle. Uh, have you seen, Austin, have you seen the new Dave Chappelle? Not the latest one, no. Oh, it's, I mean, it's Dave Chappelle. It's great, of yeah. course. And um, <laughs> if you're easily offended, I would recommend you don't. Um but that one, it's it's really interesting because he tells long jokes. Yes. Long jokes. You know, seven, eight, ten minute jokes, okay? And what's I had not noticed this in previous Dave Chappelle specials, and maybe it's just me because I'm not like an aficionado of his material particularly, but he's telling the seven minute joke, which is great. And then there's a point to that joke that you did not expect. And that's even better. And I don't want to ruin it for you, but um, if you know why Dave Chappelle has been um, in the news over the last couple of specials, you're not going to be disappointed about how he handles that subject matter in this particular special. And if the subject matter handling in the past bothered you, maybe just stay away. I'll just say that, but it, it was really clever. Like, really, I, I don't know. I thought it was very clever. Uh, 615 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. And, uh, oh, somebody texts in and says, I don't get the Matt Rife craze. He's okay, but he's not legend. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, it's kind of funny. My wife, um, who seems to have watched a lot of Matt Rife videos, I'm not quite sure what to make of all that. But because uh, <laughs> he's just, you know, it's kind of funny. He's supposed to be this really, really good-looking guy. And to me, he's like, you know, he's like a really masculine-looking woman. <laughs> like, he's got that beautiful kind of appearance. Not, not like, manly necessarily, but, you know, he's muscular and strong and all that. But he doesn't, he doesn't have what I would consider traditionally masculine looks. He has, like, pretty boy looks. You know, mm-hmm. pout at me with your big eyes kind of and big lips kind of looks. Anyway, but he's, um, he's notoriously great at crowd work. Just improv working with the crowd kind of stuff. And that's what she was telling me. She's like, I don't think he does as much of that in this special, but he's really, really, really good. I'm like, two reallys would be enough um, <laughs> at, the, at the crowd work stuff. So you don't really get to see that as much in the show. But anyway, 4, 3, 7, 16, 20, uh, you know. But I, I I love good stand-up. I'd really, I love even mediocre stand-up. I mean, we went on a cruise. You know, and you, what you get on a cruise is good stand-up. Yeah. Not probably Netflix and HBO special level, typically, but, you know, good enough. And I love being in a group of people that are all laughing at stuff. And yeah, I know a lot of times it's very vulgar and 
you know, it's not particularly Christian use of your tongue, but, you know, it's still, I find that very entertaining. And uh, sometimes you learn a thing and it lets you see the world in a different way and see where people are at, too. 617 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. We got Austin sitting in this morning. You hear Austin in the afternoons. He does the uh, Pensacola Right Now, the news show with. Uh, are you guys still calling it Pensacola Right Now? Pardon me. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 and sometimes a brand. I didn't think you had to change the name. I do listen to it. Uh, I just don't listen necessarily every day, but I do when I'm in the car, basically, of course. And uh, you and Joe do a really good job of handling the news. And he's here this morning because Jake is on jury duty at least for today. Uh, Austin's got traffic on the fives. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, looking at traffic here in Pensacola and the surrounding areas. At this hour, there's not much to report on, which is good, of course. We do have a little bit of congestion developing on uh, North Palafox Street if you're traveling towards the intersection with uh, West to Hard Drive there. But other than that, there's nothing that should hold you up too long. I'm Austin Price with News Radio 92.3 giving you your traffic on the fives. All right. Thanks so much, Austin. If you are considering the possibility of buying a house, I strongly recommend that you talk to Christina Lumworth. You, you know, just talk to her. Ask her questions, and one of the things that I say about her is it's not just that she's going to answer your questions, but she'll actually help you ask better questions, and that's because she's been doing this so successfully. I mean, the, the like, if you charted the trajectory of the homes that she sold every year over the last, I think it's been about seven, six, seven years, something like that, she's been doing this. You know, the first year, a dozen or two dozen, and then, like, 230 plus homes last year. It's been kind of a ridiculous uh, level of success for her and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. And one of the byproducts of that is they really have this system. She told me one time, she said, Andrew, everything that we do is communication and system, communication and system. We know how to do it. We know the mechanics of, you know, how to list it, how to describe it, what photos to take, where to put them, how to do invitations, open houses, all that kind of stuff. But it's communication. It's just constant making sure that the buyers or the sellers or whoever we're representing are involved and informed and know exactly what's going on. And any questions they've got, we want to make sure that they get those answered. So great at communication and great at the system of selling and buying houses. 723-9158 for Christina Levenworth and her team at Levenrinke Realty. Attention business and homeowners. Are you tired of that red dirt driveway? Are your customers having to dodge potholes or even worse, avoiding your business? Let Patriotic Paving and Maintenance pave a way to a better business and a better curb appeal. Patriotic is veteran owned and operated and servicing the entire Gulf Coast and offers seal coating, line striping, patching, and full paving both asphalt and concrete for residential and commercial. Get a free quote today or get more information at PatrioticPavingLLC.com. That's Patriotic Paving. Gulf Coast businesses are estimated to lose over $100,000 to email scams. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your cybersecurity tip of the month. It's the season of giving, but criminals know you are more likely to click a malicious link if it looks like a good deal. Be wary of all marketing emails, and your bank account will thank you. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Google Data Revolution Pensacola for more information. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. If you need new windows or doors for your home, heads up, this message is for you. New South is having a one-day factory sale, this Saturday only in our factory showroom. 40% off high-performance award-winning windows, 40% off energy-efficient windows and patio doors, 40% off our factory direct products installed. Bring in your measurements for on-the-spot pricing or call today. One day only, this Saturday from 9 till 4. Please visit us at NewSouthWindow.com. This Saturday only, save an additional 5% when you arrive before noon. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio every day, 4 to 7, on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. You're killing me, Smalls. 
past week, uh, you would like to deport nearly 8 million undocumented migrants. Um, would you deport those who are waiting asylum legal proceedings before they've had their day in court? Well, what we're going to do is uh, we are going to streamline that. Uh, you know, we're going to do a, a presumption against asylum uh, for the people that come across the border illegally from the from the traditional countries, which, you know, look, America is, is a better place to live than some of those countries, but they just don't qualify for asylum. Uh, so, yes, they'll be included. Yeah, that's one of the problems is that basically people are showing up at the border uh, for all kinds of reasons and just saying that they are seeking asylum. And once you say that, you know, you're like good for, you know, two, three, four years, and then you come back and deal with things. And what he calls the magic words shouldn't have that kind of power for everybody by default. We have a situation now. You show up at the border, you say the magic words, then they give you a sheet of paper and they say, come back in two years, yeah. enjoy your stay in America. How is that something that is ever going to get this border under control? And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm here in Iowa well, now talking to people in New Hampshire, South Carolina, these early states. They're frustrated with how the federal government will treat people coming into our country illegally better than americans in some respects free free lodging free transportation you know the well, biden that's, administration that's... was charging people to get out of israel to take them to greece i sent planes to israel we we said brought people back free of charge so yeah. we've got to put the american people in our sovereignty first not that the israel evacuation of americans is the same as getting people across the border but the idea you know <laughs> Look at what we'll we'll give them food and shelter and it may not be the ideal, but it's better than we do for all of the, you know, let's say homeless people that we have in this country. Right. So is that the federal response? Well, no, but still, you, you kind of get the point he's getting at. Same thing for uh, getting folks out of Israel is, you know, here's your bill. Well, yeah, hmm, maybe do a little bit better. By the way, I know, I know you won't believe me, but I, I picked born in the USA completely inadvertently. <laughs> It wasn't on purpose. I mean, I know that's like one of those, you know, that and the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. It's one of those standard, you know, things that people would play when they're talking about immigration. They're trying to match. I really didn't. I have something like 3,000 bumper songs. And I just happened to pick that one. <laughs> just total bad luck or weird luck or whatever. Uh, yesterday, this on Face the Nation, Governor DeSantis also talking about Iowa, which, of course, is coming up next week, early next week. We're finally going to have votes cast in the nation's first caucus. we got to win a majority of the delegates. This is a long process. We're doing really well in Iowa. You know, I kind of like being underestimated, Margaret, so I hope people kind of say, say that. Uh, but we've got the enthusiasm. When the calendar click to 24 you see we got more undecided voters coming out to all our events so we're going to outwork everybody but this is a long process uh, there's a lot that happens to accumulate all these delegates we're going to do well in iowa but we're also going to be competing in all these other states uh and i think that there's a lot of real estate two th two thoughts um number one when he says i like being uh underestimated <laughs> well you're getting that dream son <laughs> I mean, you know, like all the polls, all the, and I am a fan of Governor DeSantis. I am. That, that'd be, you know, my guy that I would, you know, out of the field that we've got in front of us, that would be the one that I would pick. I'll tell you, uh, who knows what the field's going to be by the time they get to our chance to vote. But yeah, under, <laughs> being underestimated, not a problem, sir. You've got that covered right now. The, um, but he still lasted longer than Doug Burgum. And I guess Asa Hutchinson is still officially not dropped out. And uh, I, 
I don't know. Chris Christie has not dropped out, I guess, officially yet. Obviously, Nikki Haley is still in it. Those are the those are the three. Governor DeSantis, uh, former ambassador and Governor Haley, and then former President Trump. Um, the other thing he's, you know, is very interesting about the managing of expectations. You know, the kind of the tell me you don't think you're going to do well without telling me you don't think you're going to do well. When he's talking about this is a long process, you know, we got a lot of road ahead of us. We got a lot of contests. That's a way of saying, I don't know how it's going to go in uh, Iowa for me, <laughs> you know, because that's what he's saying, right? He's not saying everything is hanging on this because you don't say that unless you think you're going to dominate. If you thought you were going to dominate, you'd say, I think you're going to be really surprised on caucus night and we're going to dominate. And then you'll see everybody fall away and it'll be just me and the former president. And then we can really have a contest. But he did say the thing that is appropriate, which is. Why is uh, why is President Trump hiding behind a teleprompter? I think mm-hmm. if you're going to stand for nomination, you should be able to stand on a stage to do it. I'm happy to debate him on your program or if your network wants to host a debate in New Hampshire, South Carolina. Uh, but the idea that he can go and just read off the teleprompter uh, for 45 minutes and then go back, you know, back home. That doesn't cut it in Iowa, and that doesn't cut it in a lot of these states. And so uh, let's go, get on the stage, and and let's have the the debate of ideas. And I hope Donald Trump will be willing to do that. Well, so far, he's expressed no willingness to do that. I don't know what would get him out from behind the teleprompter. But you remember his biggest, one of his biggest criticisms, critiques of uh, President uh, Biden at the time was that he uh, he was running his campaign from the basement. Right. Remember, Trump was and we were I mean, you know, he's running his campaign from the basement. He's just trying to get elected. He did his campaign from the basement when he got elected, all that kind of stuff. Okay, But now you're running your campaign from granted in person rallies. But still, you're behind the teleprompter at those rallies. That's different than doing interviews and debates. And I think there's probably a line to be had here about, you know, Biden wouldn't come out of the basement and Trump won't come out from behind the teleprompter. You know, there's some kind of parallel there that uh, I think DeSantis is, you know, he's trying to latch on to. And there is a kind of weird parallel structure there. 627 on News Radio 92.3. We got Jake out for the day. Austin is filling in for him with traffic for us. uh, Austin. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Looking at traffic here in Pensacola and the surrounding areas has not been much to report on so far this morning. Uh, In our last update, we did touch on the intersection of North Palafox Street and West Tahar Drive. Uh, That is still giving us some slight issues at this moment. But other than that, you should not have anything holding you up for too long. This is Austin Price with News Radio 92.3 giving you your traffic on the fives. All right. Thanks so much, Austin. If you've got plumbing issues, leak, drip, weird sound on the wall when you flush the toilet or uh, turn on the faucet, you know, the plumbing should not talk back to you. And if it does, that's bad. And if it stops, that's worse. You think the problem's solved because you oh, don't have to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> plumbing is not self-healing, and if it seems like it has, it's probably just getting ready to be a lot worse. You want to have Barberry come out, take a look at it, tell you how much it'll cost to do the work, and then do it. It'll be flat rate pricing by the job, not by the hour. 477-8782 for Barberry Plumbing. Let's go into the newsroom now. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Former President Trump is expected to appear in two different courtrooms this week. He'll be attending a federal appeals hearing on Tuesday in Washington, D.C., where the judges will decide whether he has presidential immunity for actions on January 6th, 2021. Then on Thursday, he'll be in New York for the closing arguments in that civil fraud case. House Speaker Mike Johnson has three words to help ease the uh, southern border crisis. Stem the flow. Uh, he was on CBS's Face the Nation while leading a delegation of more than 60 Republicans in Eagle Pass, Texas. He says he wants the Biden administration to reinstitute the Remain in Mexico policy. 
And uh, some new information, Andrew, on last week's school shooting in Iowa. It appears this the shooter was active on social media leading up to uh, that shooting. He's been identified as a 17-year-old Dylan Butler. Apparently, he was involved in a Discord chat group with friends and was posting messages saying he was gearing up and ready for what's to come. This was just minutes before that shooting from a bathroom. Uh, he also posted a TikTok video during that time. But uh, the reports today on NBC News is that he had been in a chat group discussing school shooting sh- school shootings, which had reportedly been re- uh, been submitted to the FBI by another Discord user back in November. The group was shut down, but uh, so it, it's unclear, I guess, where that'll go. Yeah, so they didn't they didn't go and investigate the individuals; they just shut down the group. Yeah, that's kind of what the report's saying. Yeah. What's the point of that? You know, they can always start a different. Um, okay. Oh, man, horrible. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 6.30 here on News Radio 92.3. Uh, no flight delays across the board if you're wondering about that uh, weird incident with the 737 uh, MAX 9. That is not affecting any of your travel in and out of Pensacola today. So there's your good news. Uh, Eric Gilmore, Director of Public Safety in Scambia, is up next. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. A door plug that blew out of an Alaska Airlines jet at 16,000 feet Friday is found in an Oregon teacher's backyard. Thank you, Bob. Bob, I will not give you Bob's last name, uh, but Bob contacted us at witness at ntsb.gov. National Transportation Safety Board Chair Jennifer Hummondy says that Boeing 737 had been banned from long flights over water because of past pressurization warning lights. Secretary of State Blinken's back in the Middle East from meetings about preventing Israel's war with Hamas terrorists in Gaza from spreading. Antony Blinken with strong words for some Israeli politicians who want Palestinians removed from Gaza after the fighting ends. These statements are irresponsible. They're inflammatory. Secretary Blinken is in Saudi Arabia today. He'll visit Israel later this week. Boxer Jonathan Savage, Israel's defense forces say they've dismantled the Hamas military framework in northern Gaza. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, cloudy skies, 49 degrees in Pensacola. We are expecting a big storm with a powerful punch to hit the area. Late tonight and early into tomorrow morning, forecasters say this storm may contain very windy and rainy conditions. It is expected uh, again tonight and tomorrow morning. Channel 3 meteorologists say winds could be sustained at 20 or 30 miles an hour, gusts of 40 or 45, and we could be looking at anywhere from 2 to 4 inches of rain. Of course, we'll get more on that with Joseph Neubauer here in just a couple of minutes. The investigation continuing after... A shooting at Nascambia County Trailer Park yesterday. This happened at the Sable Palm, Sable Palm Mobile Home Park on Patricia Drive. The sheriff's office says the victim was shot multiple times and taken to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. So far, investigators have not released any information on a potential suspect. The investigation continues. Pensacola police are looking for a missing woman that was last seen getting into a yellow box truck last week. PPD says 32-year-old Kayla Atwood was last seen on West Belmont. Her children were reportedly dropped off at school that day, but she never returned to pick them up. Kayla's described as 5'5", 170 pounds, long braided black hair uh, with some blonde in it and also has Linda tattooed on her neck along with some other tattoos. Now, if you have any information on Kayla Atwood or her current location, you're asked to contact the Pensacola Police Department. Teenagers in Santa Rosa County can take an optional driving class that goes beyond traditional driver's ed. It's offered by the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office. It's called the Teen Driving Challenge. The class teaches defensive driving skills 
tests a teen's reaction time, and teaches them what to do in case of an emergency. Licensed instructors also discuss how it went, what they did that worked, and what they did that didn't. So the, the whole class, again, can get feedback on that, and we can give them some insight on maybe how they could have handled that situation specifically. That is Detective Sean Swindell, and he told Channel 3 that they believed uh, teenagers that took the class told Channel 3 they believed they'd use what they'd learned in the class. And if you have a teen that would benefit from something like this, the Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office uh, holds this class twice per month on Saturdays. Well, the first commercial mission to the moon is underway. The uncrewed Peregrine Lunar Lander lifted off overnight uh, from Cape Canaveral. The payload includes the cremated ashes of dozens of people that uh, want to receive space funerals. NASA says a successful mission marks a big milestone in the private space industry. Governor DeSantis is denying a report that he says is totally made up. He responded yesterday to a story on TheHill.com saying he planned to drop out of the presidential race if he doesn't win the Iowa caucus. DeSantis tells Fox News that that is not true. Uh, His campaign says that Ron DeSantis is in it for the long haul. The caucus is set for next Monday. The RealClearPolitics.com average has Donald Trump leading DeSantis in Iowa by around 30 points. It is 635 at News Radio 92.3, and Austin's got a look at our traffic on the fives. Thank you, David. Uh, this traffic update is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Call us today for all of your commercial and premium landscaping needs. Looking at traffic here in Pensacola and the surrounding areas, not much to report on. We do have some buildups on the intersection of North Palafox Street and West Tahar Drive. Other than that, nothing that should hold you up too long. I'm Austin Price with News Radio 92.3, giving you your traffic on the fives. It'll be a cool start to the week into the 50s and lower 60s. Rain moves in as we head through the afternoon and evening hours, and we have that severe weather risk overnight towards Tuesday morning. 100% chance of rain Tuesday morning as those storms move in. We'll be in the upper 60s to start Tuesday off, but a cold front moves in through the middle of the work week on Wednesday and Thursday. Highs fall back into the 50s. Lows fall back into the 30s and 40s. That's your weather forecast for now. I'm meteorologist Joseph Neubauer reporting here at WEAR News. And right now, 49 in Pensacola, 49 also in Gulf Breeze, and 47 right now in Milton. Our next news at 7 o'clock. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Nintendo says it's likely to release a new Switch console this year. Experts say the new model, dubbed the Switch 2, is meant to capitalize on the popularity of well-known characters, including Mario and Zelda. Nintendo first launched the Switch in 2017, marking a new type of hybrid console where gamers could play on their TVs and on the go. Nintendo's shares are up more than 200% since the Switch's launch. The global cost of sugar surged 8.9% in 2023 to its highest level since 2011. Sugar prices are expected to increase an additional 5.6% this year. Rates for chocolate, cookies, and other desserts will subsequently surge, with companies like Oreos and Toblerone already warning customers of higher fees. Dry weather has resulted in underproduction rates from the world's two largest sugar exporters, India and Thailand. Futures are currently mixed. The Dow Industrials were up 25 on Friday. That's your money now. 
Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Are you a fan of all things Florida? Then the Fresh from Florida Club should be on your menu. Search and save your favorite recipes, create custom menus, and get all your cooking questions answered by me, Florida's culinary ambassador, Chef Justin, for free. It's easy to sign up, and best of all, you'll be supporting Florida's farmers, ranchers, and fishermen. Join today at FreshFromFlorida.com. A message from the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Here are the News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30-day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 are non-transferable, non-redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30-day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio92.3.com. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Flooding and erosion is expected 11 foot plus seas, damaging winds of 70 miles an hour or higher. And with all the drought that we've had and then a lot of rain, the ground is weakened, plus the rain that's going to come in early. Down trees and power lines are likely. Well, that is not the forecast that I was hoping for, but I appreciate Catherine Daniel telling us that it's likely to be very serious coming up tonight into tomorrow. And uh, I do not recommend you approach this storm with the Red Hot Chili Peppers approach of being naked in the rain. That's probably not the best approach, but, uh, you know, be aware. This is big stuff. Uh, we got Director of Public Safety for Escambia County on the line with us, Eric Gilmore. Eric, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Andrew, thanks for having me. Great walk-up music. Thanks, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might like that. So, um I had not been, as I've been saying this morning, I had not been really paying all that much attention to this. I knew it was coming, and I knew we were in the two to the three zone, you know, and I knew overnight it was likely to be bad. Then it's, then uh, Santa Rosa County sends me an email and says, 
be aware. You know, uh, damaging wind gusts, 70 miles an hour plus, tornadoes, many tornadoes, could be EF2 tornadoes, and, you know, all of, and I'm like, ah. and so I, I, I called you and I said, hey, Eric, how concerned are you about this? And you said... I said uh, it's, the models have uh, increased, uh, rapidly increased for us as far as damage and uh, rain events. Uh, that we will have multiple meetings today. So we're going to have meetings with our uh, state partners and our local meteorology to get a determination on what the impacts uh, could be throughout this afternoon into tonight. And then we'll make our plans based off of that. So, uh, but uh, thank you for having me because I do want to talk about, you know, don't, don't take this lightly. Uh, you know, as you said, our, our, our weather is rapidly changing. It intensifies and uh, it doesn't intensify, but I need everybody to be prepared. Take this serious. Uh, look at what's going on. Uh, you know, the, the one thing we can do is we can't prevent the weather, but we can uh, predict and prepare for it. And that's what we want everybody to do. And, you know, one of the things about this that, uh, you know, again, it's we're out of season, right? I think collectively as an area that has to deal with hurricane season every year, you know, when it gets to be the end of November, we're all like, all right, we're done with storms for six months. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, a couple of years no. back, I remember we, we were in the two out of five zone and we got not one, but two different hur- uh, two different tornadoes on two different two zone days. That was in February, both of those. And, uh, the, you know, I think both were February, if I remember correctly. Anyway, I know one was. And so, you know, things can happen in January, and it's weird to think about the possibility of tornadoes in January, but here we are, rapid changing in the temperatures, these little storm fronts, or what she was calling squalls, are going to come through overnight tonight, and you do have to be, it might it might be nothing, but we saw what, in was it Lauderdale that got a tornado over the weekend and blew up some transformers and stuff? I mean, so this is pretty serious, at least possibly pretty serious, right? No, you're absolutely correct. And and we did have those two tornadoes in February. You're absolutely right on that timeline. Uh, people don't realize, or a lot of people do, maybe they'll, they'll, they put it on their mind, like you said. Right? We do our six months, right? Six months, June to November, and I'm done. Right. Let's, let's do hurricane season over with. Let's rock and roll. Uh, but no, our, our severe, our localized severe weather is the winter. Uh, that's when we get January, February, and uh, March is where we get our squall lines, our intensified storms. That's where we had the most tornadoes in our area is during that time frame, our winter weather, because we get those squall lines that form out to the west, and they come through and chain up, start uh, forming that squall line wall as they push to the east, and that's where we get our tornado activity out of. So we get our most of tornadoes during the, uh, uh, during the winter months, honestly. Uh, you know, we had the, the two out of three uh, this past summer in June, when we had that tornado hit West Pensacola and travel over and hit the beach. Yeah. So uh, just uh, two out of three, that's a slight. We're in uh, enhanced right now. We're at a three out of five. Uh, when they tell us a three out of five, you really want to start paying attention because uh, our, our increase for uh, tornadic activity and our increase for uh, localized flooding. So, uh, but you're absolutely right. So, but the winter months are our, our highest months where we get tornado activity around here. And, and also, you know, Having lived through the flood of 2014, you know, which is in, uh, you know, late April, it, not the same time frame, but I remember the level of water, okay? And when you're talking about, you know, 12, 14, 30 uh, inches of rain, you know, that's a whole different thing. But as Catherine Daniel mentioned, that clip I played starting off, even though we're not looking at, you know, major rain, we're looking at, what, two to four inches, maybe something like that. In some areas, you know, in certain spots, it might be significantly higher than that. It could be. And because the as she said, the dry land, you would think, oh, there's lots of capacity to soak up the moisture. 
Yes, but, <laughs> yes, but um, the dry creates its own problems. I'm guessing you tell me the possibility of water collecting and moving suddenly underneath road surfaces. You could get, you know, where there's normally support, there's not. You could have instability. And in am, I, am I reading this? And also, that's why the trees are at danger of toppling over and power lines, therefore. Am I reading all this right? So you're absolutely right. So uh, it depends on the soil, and it depends on the soil type. And this county has various types of soil type throughout, from from the north end, from the peanut cotton fields, all the way down to the beaches that's to the granular sand. Uh, you know, when we have a drought, typically uh, some of your uh, hard pan and everything it, it gets real hard. So now you you created a hard pan where you're not going to absorb all the water. It's going to it's going to collect and run off. So you're going to get a lot of runoff on that. Then you're going to have the soil that's uh, weakened and it's going to actually penetrate a little deeper in the roots. It's going to weaken, weaken the soil. It's not as packed as it was and you're going to get the high winds come in and blow trees over. So uh, because we're so uh, diverse in our soil types here in Escambia County, and we did go, man, I, you know, all of uh, all of our fall just about and uh, into the early winter, late summer, we had a drought session right there where we had really dry conditions and it impacted our soils uh, here in Florida. So when we get that heavy rain, uh, it could either run off, hard pan it, uh, you know, get out of here, or it could uh, saturate. Uh, the soil is already broken up because it's already hard. It's already been uh, drought conditions, and then blow topple trees over. So, uh, and that, that's it. That's that's the key point I wanted there to everybody to understand is this is going to be. We will have localized flooding. We just don't know where because it depends on where the cells come in and at. We're not going to have widespread flooding. We're going to have localized flooding, coastal erosion, and high winds. We're going to get a lot of wind out of this, uh, and that's what we're concerned about. When you get get us up to sixty to seventy miles an hour plus and somewhere around 35 to 40 sustained in certain areas. I want everybody to be aware, you know, do what you do during your tropical storm preps. Uh, take your furniture in. Anything that can fly around, go ahead and secure those things. Make sure everything's secure in your property uh, and uh, you get everything buttoned up. So uh, treat it as you would tropical storm. Uh, we're talking to Eric Gilmore. He's the director of public safety for Escambia County. Hang on for just a second, Eric. Let's get a quick traffic on the fives from Austin. Sit in for Jake this morning. Thank you, Andrew. This traffic update is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. Looking at traffic here in Pensacola and the surrounding areas has not been much to report on so far this morning. We were having some slight issues at the intersection of North Palafox Street and Tahar Drive, but other than that, nothing too severe. So there's nothing that should be holding you up too long at this time. I'm Austin Price with News Radio 92.3, giving you your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Austin. Back to Eric Gilmore, the director of public safety in Escambia County. I appreciate the notes about how to be prepared for, you know, think of how you would prepare for a tropical storm and prepare uh, similarly. And also, because this is going to be overnight, like 3 a.m. till 9 a.m. is what I have heard the latest, and you correct me if that's wrong, is the expected highest level of intensity for this. Um, we could see even some local bridges, you know, aside from the tornado side, we could see if the wind speeds are high enough, we could see some local bridges either closed or sudden gusting can be a problem for your trucks and your vans, right? That is absolutely right. The, the gusting will be, if it's a gust, as we talk about shutting the bridges down, it's got to be sustained for two minutes. I don't know that we'll see sustained, but we'll definitely have gusts crossing, the, you know, going across those bridges. So if you're going to have to traverse a bridge uh, early tomorrow morning, uh, please take caution, slow down, uh, make sure it's, uh, you know, do, tra uh, traverse it as safe as you can. Uh, but we will be monitoring those things. Uh, I'll have staff. We'll have staff up throughout the night monitoring, I promise you, and uh, making sure that we're trying to be as safe as possible and get, and get the message out. Uh, but like you said, another key thing, it is overnight storm. 
So, you know, a lot of people are asleep. Make sure you have multiple ways to receive alerts if you are impacted with severe weather in your area. Make sure you can get woken up if you have a tornado warning. Not a watch, a warning means it's on the ground or something's going to impact you locally. So uh, do make sure you have ways to, to receive messages and alerts while you're asleep tonight. And I actually had somebody text me earlier when we were talking about this and said, I don't know how to make sure that's right on my phone. Every phone's a little bit different. Okay, so just look it up online, look yes. up your phone model, and then say to make sure your alerts are on and, you know, don't do do not disturb mode overnight because even though you might normally, and I know it's annoying if somebody texts you or calls you, but it's way more annoying that you didn't hear about the tornado in time. Trust me, that's the thing that you really that's want right. to be aware of. Um, and just one, you know, just because it's the kind of thing that people don't necessarily think about, you know, everybody knows, we at least hope, uh, how to prep for a hurricane. Um, but what is the advice if some, if you got a tornado on the ground in your area, if you get a tornado warning that hits off, what do you want people to do, Eric? So I want them to go to the, uh, the most interior room of their home, away from windows, away from the exterior doors. Uh, you, you know, typically it's a bathroom or something like that interior. If you, if, it's in a, if it is a bathroom, get in the tub, uh, put blankets and pillows over you. Uh, but if it's a closet, get in the closet, but always uh, barricade yourself, pillows and blankets, but go to the most interior room of your house, uh, away from the windows and away from the exterior doors and barricade yourself in with blankets and uh, pillows. Uh, that's the best thing to do. You know, uh, as we go through the day, if you live in one of those mobile homes or something like that, and if you get a friend that you can maybe go stay with or get out of a mobile home, or if you're in a low-lying area, you know, we have localized flooding, uh, and it might you might get impacted, you know, by Throughout the day, see if you can go somewhere else tonight and just uh, keep yourself safe. I mean, we know this weather's coming in, so do what you can to prepare and, and make your best possible situation uh, a good outcome in this uh, first severe weather tonight. And, and I'll just tell you, you know, some of the things that we do are, you know, we just make sure the phones are charged. Make sure that um, any key things that I would want to protect in a storm, you know, my laptop, you know, just money, you know, that kind of stuff. Have it already in the place that you're going to go hide in. And uh, make sure that you've got pets, you know, provided for and make sure that your kids are aware that, you know, this is the kind of thing that can happen because a tornado is not a hurricane. You know, you got days to prepare for a hurricane or tornado is you got five minutes, you know, so you got just enough time to wake up bleary eyed, you know, rub the dirt out, grab the kids and get to the closet. You know, like that's it. So you don't want to be hunting around the house for where's my keys? Where's my money? You know, just all be prepared when you go to sleep. Right, Eric? That's absolutely correct, Andrew. That's a good advice right there. You're absolutely right. All right. Well, Eric, I know you got a lot of stuff to uh, to be doing today and throughout the morning, but uh, as always, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the guidance on how to be prepared for this, and uh, uh, certainly I appreciate the work that you and your whole department do to keep us safe across the board of the variety of things that might threaten us. Eric Gilmore, the Director of Public Safety for Escambia County. As always, sir, thanks so much, and uh, let's hope for nothing but be prepared for anything, right? Absolutely. We always want to do that. Over-prepare and hope nothing, you know, prepare, prepare for the worst and then hope nothing happens in the end. So thank you for getting the message out. Thank you for preparing our citizens. And I appreciate you taking time to talk with me today, Andrew. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Talk to you again soon, sir. 652 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. A-R-G-O-S, Argos, go Argos! Go Argos! 
This is Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. Did you know that UWF has educational programming available to individuals of all ages? Learn about the curriculum provided through our leisure learning program at UWF with Valerie Taylor and Julie Stillrollin on the Pensacola Expert Panel. That's Thursday at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 923. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Join the Pensacola Symphony Orchestra with the Beethoven and Blue Jeans presentation Saturday night at the Sanger Theater, PensacolaSanger.com. Monday is the first fee-free day of the year at the Gulf Islands National Seashore Park in honor of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Enjoy the parks for free all day. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. $3.07. The Florida average is $3.15. If you're in Navarro this morning, it's $2.67 east at the Walmart, $2.66 west, $2.66 up to $87 at the Sefco. Uh, in, let's see, uh, let's see, Tiger Point, I got uh, ooh, $2.76, I think, at the Liberty Station. Yeah, that's right. And then $2.99 going through Gulf Breeze proper. $2.84 at the Sefco in Milton, $2.86 at the Pea Ridge Murphy, $2.89 going through Pace. These prices are higher than they were last week, so that's kind of weird. Uh, $2.73 on Nine Mile at the Walmart, uh, to the Walmart on uh, US 29 is not reporting. Can't tell you about that one. 289, a couple of stations going through uh, US 29. Coming in from the southwest side, best price is 277 at the Pure Station on Jackson. Uh, 655 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Spence Cole of Morning News. And uh, we've got Austin has got traffic on the fives. He is sitting in this morning uh, for Jake, who is uh, doing his civic service at jury duty. Uh, so, Austin, <laughs> welcome to the morning show. I hear you in the afternoons on Pensacola right now. You and Joe always do a good job. How do the roads look? All right, well, this traffic update is brought to you by Knox Pest Control. They're family serving your family since 1929. For information on a free pest or termite quote, visit knoxpest.com. Uh, Knox knocks them out. So looking at traffic here in Pensacola and the surrounding areas, still nothing too crazy to report on. We were dealing with some issues here and there. We do have some uh, still at the intersection of North Palafox Street and Tahar Drive. That's uh, very, very minor, though. So if you're uh, in that area, it shouldn't hold you up too long. Same can be said uh, if you are traveling on North Pace Boulevard, traveling southbound, uh, where it meets Massachusetts Avenue in that area, it's mild congestion as well. Other than that, there should be nothing too insane that's holding you up. Uh, this is Austin Price with News Radio 92.3, giving you your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Austin. Going down to the newsroom where we've got David Wayne with our headlines. David, oh, no, hold on just a second there. Sorry uh, about that. All no, better that now. Happens, yeah. All right, yeah, my eardrums <laughs> all cleared out, so thanks for that. Well, you know, just in case anybody forgot to set their alarm this morning, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what it sounds yeah. like when there's a tornado coming. Go on. Uh, congressional leaders have announced a budget agreement that'll keep the government funded through 2024. The agreement will reportedly keep a number of uh, domestic and social programs funded. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Speaker of the House Mike Johnson made an announcement about the uh, $1.7 trillion deal over the weekend. Secretary of State... Antony Blinken continuing his latest trip through the Middle East today. 
uh, after having some meetings with the ruler of Abu Dhabi and the Saudi crown prince today. He'll make his way to Israel for talks there. He's also scheduled to stop in the West Bank. It's his fourth visit to the region since the attack by Hamas last October. The uh, first commercial mission to the moon underway, Andrew. The uh, Peregrine lunar lander lifted off overnight from Cape Canaveral. It's en en route to the moon, and it's expected to attempt a landing by February 23rd, carrying 20 payloads from seven different countries and 16 commercial customers. Some of the items on board include a time capsule, a Bitcoin, and uh, a music album. Of course, also some ashes from people that wanted space funerals. Space funerals? I don't know what a space funeral is. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it says. <laughs> just, just shove me out the airlock, man. <laughs> okay. Space funeral. It's the best we could hope I, for, right? I, a space funeral. I just don't have anything else to say about that. I'm just kind of, that was a first for me. I hadn't been thinking about that possibility. I mean, it's dust on the moon, right? We bring stuff back. Maybe we should send some stuff there. Start uh, off-worlding your ashes now with <laughs> UAL. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 657 News Radio 92.3. Uh, there's a new law on the books in Illinois, and if you are familiar with Illinois at all, and uh, I am because I lived there for a long time, uh, Illinois hates guns. Now, what I should say is the Democrats in Illinois hate guns. Uh, Chicago and Springfield hate guns. But uh, the rest of the state, which is more rural, is like, I don't know what the problem is, you know? So anyway, uh, you have this conflict, as is often the case. The cities where the people are tend to hate the guns. Champaign is a very liberal place. But um, they have passed a new law, and uh, Pritzker signed it into effect. And if you own what are called assault weapons, which is a fake name for anything that an individual buys without a special license from the federal government, but it's the term of art that people use. Uh, I call them sporting rifles, but whatever. You're supposed to register them. You're supposed to register them under the new ban. But a lot of people don't know whether what they have is or isn't. They don't know about it. And out of the two-plus million people that have a firearm owner ID card, you have to have one in Illinois to own a gun, only 112,000 disclosures have been filed. So very few people who have guns are registering, and so nobody knows whether they're in violation or not. None of the sheriffs in Illinois have said that they're going to enforce this law, by the way. Like, nobody's enforcing it. Uh, oh, we're almost out of the hour. Sorry about that, uh, Austin. Quick future news. Uh, okay, tonight, national championship. Michigan, yes. Wisconsin. Somebody will be undefeated. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Michigan. Yeah, I think it's going to be Michigan, too. Although, <laughs> Michael Penix is great. Oh, no, he's been that great was, all year. It's going to be a good game. Will it be a good game or a blowout? Uh, I, it's not going to be a blowout, but I, it's a five-point spread right now. I got Michigan covering. Okay, well, that's a good game still. Five yeah. points is a close enough game. All right, fair enough.